0: Hi guys, Uh, welcome back, first. Um, I just want to thank you all for sticking with me this far and for sticking with God for as long as you have, whether that be a short time and you just gave your life to Christ, which is amazing, by the way. You are going to see some growth, you are going to see some passion grow inside you and all those things that you had are going to fall away, but you have to allow the Lord to work in you to do that. Or whether you've been with God your entire life and you've just divulged yourself in his love and his mercy and his grace. So I'm not sure if I've I've brought this over to the podcast. But one thing that I wanted to start doing was to ask everyone what was one good thing that happened to you this week. Because I know sometimes that we can get really lost in whatever the enemy has pinned against us or whatever stress or frustration we're going through that week, that we we forget that there are good things that happen too. That God allows us to have smiles put on our faces. Even if it's just that one thing or that, that two things that you can think of. That's where God is. God is in the middle of the storm. And so if you're going in a storm today... Or you have been lately and you don't know what to do. This is a very, very good podcast to listen to. For this one is called The Power of Your Mind. So I'm going to tell you guys something that um, that I experienced this week. That made me very happy. Or rather last week because I, I recorded this late. Um, I had this lady who... I called like I, I I do customer service rep, and so she called and she wanted to buy a bike helmet because she started riding a bike really early in her life, and the bike helmet that she had was over forty years old, and she didn't think that it was safe anymore because there was probably some damage done to the helmet over time where it wasn't like secure enough or safe enough, and so she decided to buy another helmet, and I was helping her with the purchase and I asked her, oh, is this a helmet for your daughter or your granddaughter or yourself? And she was like, oh, no, it's for me. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. She's like, yeah, when I was, uh, when I was like 40 years old, I used to be able to bike like 100 miles. But now I can only bike around 10 to 30 and I'm 60. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. You're 60 years old and you're complaining that you can only bike 10 to 30 miles, I mean, I get tired after two miles, and she was like, you should probably start building, you know, that up, and, and go out and start biking, it's an amazing thing to do, and I was like, yeah, I think I am, because she really inspired me, and then she was going on and talking while I was completing everything, about how she used to go like windsurfing and snowboarding and skiing and she's very athletic and I was like you must have had a really adventurous life you sound like it. And she was like yeah I did. But you know none of my friends want to do it with me anymore because they think they're too old. But I remember once that I went on a slope and I saw a bunch of 70-year-old women doing exactly what I was doing and I told myself in that moment that I want to be able to be there and do that at my age when I'm 70 years old. And I was like, yeah, that's amazing. And I think you're on your way there. And just that whole conversation, it it made me rethink how people thought, you know, she set in her goals when she was younger, and put in her mind that I'm going to be able to do this, regardless of how old I am. And at the age she's at to bike 10 to 30 miles in one sitting is like, it's incredible. And she just she had such focus and, and and such belief in herself that she was able to do it, that she's getting back on her training to go up to a hundred miles, if not more. So, with that being said, I'm just gonna I'm gonna pray in and then I'm gonna go into the message. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for the earth and the sky and your beautiful art of creation, Lord. Thank you for the plants that give us air and the winds that provide us with some cool. Thank you for placing us where we have been and where we're going to be. And although we may not be able to see our future, Lord, we know that you have everything planned out for us just the way that it's meant to be. And I pray, God, that every day that you give us breath in our lungs we are able to reset our minds back to focusing on you and that at the beginning of our day and throughout our day and even at the end of our day you do not leave our hearts you do not leave our minds and that we speak with love we hear the way that you hear we see things the way that you see things lord develop in us in jesus name i pray amen okay So something from T.D. Jakes, when I was preparing for this message, he says at every single one of his, um, before every single one of his messages, he says, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the word of God. I boldly confess that my mind is alert. My head is receptive and I will never be the same. I thought that was freaking awesome. (laughs) I don't know about anybody else, but I'm like, okay, shoot. Sometimes we forget that the Bible literally tells us we can, we have, and we will. And that when we listen to the word of God, we really soak it in and we aren't ever the same. Because we've learned something that can boldly change the course of our lives. And we get that change every day. And so I'm going to jump in. With a story, or rather, it was a dream. So, I had this dream, um, and normally you have about four to six dreams a night, but this one kind of just ran into each other. And so, I fell asleep really early that night. And when that happens to me, I normally wake up about like seven or eight, maybe more times a night, um, because I feel like I'm oversleeping. And I don't remember where I was, but I remember sitting on one of those lawn chairs facing the door to the entrance of my house, but it was like the back door, and I was sitting on the porch in one of those chairs, and the door was partially open, and there was just this woman standing there, and she was in like a white dress and a sun hat, and she was just talking to me, but she wasn't talking, she was more like either venting or arguing, and then when I woke up and fell back asleep, I was in the exact same position with the exact same woman only there was another person and then they were arguing and every time that I fell asleep and woke back up again there was another person and each person had their own opinions they had their own style they were of different race ethnicity they had their own um like they had different genders everything and eventually um at one point I, I looked down and I look back up and every single person just started to merge together before my eyes. And then they fell back apart and continued arguing. And what I heard God say in that moment when I woke up after they had merged together and, and broken apart again is that a lot, of, a lot of me, like every part of me, is just fighting with itself. And my motivation is fighting with my will. My flesh is fighting with my spirit. My heart is fighting with my mind. And... Everything is just at odds. And if I continue to do things the way that I have been, I'm just going to tear myself apart. And, and all those opinions are just that. Opinions. And that I needed to let them go and, and do what he was asking me to do, even if I didn't like it, because I knew that it was what he needed from me. I'm very good at knowing what to do. You know, but I'm not very good at doing it. (laughs) Like, like I have a hard time coming to terms with things that I don't like and not practicing what I preach because it's convenient to me. And I say this because I want us all to know that we're each imperfect and that we all struggle with things. And even as I I teach, I learn from the people that I teach the Bible study to. I learn to the people from the people that I, I just tell bits and pieces to. And I still have a lot of growing And everything that I learn teaches me to grow as well. And I know that a lot of the things that God wants for us requires to make decisions and they require us to choose him every single time. It's to consciously decide that this is what we want. But how do we choose what we want? How do we know what we want versus what he wants? I know personally I have a, a hard time dealing with that. Like, this past couple of weeks when i started my customer representative job um i was just i was so frustrated because the systems kept breaking down that that required us to have like a security um our calls kept getting disconnected with customers um It said that my connection was bad, my computer was freaking out, everything was just, it was going wrong. And I didn't know if that meant that God was telling me that I shouldn't be here, or if it was that the enemy was distracting me from the fact that I should be here and what I'm supposed to be learning. And I was just, I was so upset about all of it, and I was like, this is so inconvenient, Um, I'm so, like discouraged and you know this job was really simple to get which means that it probably was an open door but now it's acting really impossible and I'm not sure if this is an open door anymore maybe I was just listening to myself and then it just all started working again nobody had figured out what the problem was or what any of it was but it just started working again and I noticed that God placed something in me that I was supposed to learn from this. You know, not to be pessimistic about the whole thing and not say that I hate this job or this, that, and the other, but just to keep an open mind and to know that things are going to go wrong. And it's okay that things go wrong because at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is that you go to God and that you ask him for help and you ask him whether or not The choice that you're thinking of is the right one or if it's not. And he'll reveal that to you the same way he revealed it to me. God has placed something in you to speak life. And that starts with you allowing your mind to work in the way that it's supposed to work. And that is in the power of positive thinking. Um, I watched a TED talk on a neuroscientist and she said that there are three outcomes for optimistic people. The first one is that people with high expectations always feel better. The people with high expectations succeed. When they succeed, they attribute their own traits um, to the reason why they succeeded. For us, it's God. Like If something works out the way that it's supposed to work out, you say, thank you, God, for making this work out. Thank you for always providing for me and for always helping me through because I know that I couldn't have done this alone. And then when they don't succeed... They blame it on whatever they didn't succeed on. So, if it was a test, they'd blame it on the test. The test was too hard, it was too complicated, it didn't have the right questions. And then for us, it was this was a closed door. Um, It wasn't meant for us to be something better is going to come. So, optimistic people are always going to think optimistically whether the problem be good, the outcome be good, or the outcome be bad. And vice versa is for the people with low expectations. So if they succeed, they think it was just a fluke. And if they don't succeed, they say, well, that's the way it's always been. And it becomes a vicious cycle. And then when you continue to allow that negativity to enter into your head, you start to feel worse throughout the time. And the second one is anticipation makes us happy. And she was talking about a test that was conducted where a bunch of students were asked to imagine a celebrity kissing them. And they said, would you rather have that celebrity kissed you that day, in three days, or in ten years? And most of the results were within the three-day period. Because if they had it right away, then it would just be over. If they waited ten years, then it would just be too long and they wouldn't want it anymore. But if it was after three days, they would have the anticipation of imagining what it would be like, where it would be, how long would it be, um, who would the person be, everything like that. And so it got me thinking, you know, maybe this is why God holds back his blessings from us sometimes. It's so that we could be prepared, yes, but also for the anticipation. I wonder what this blessing will be. I wonder when it'll be. Um, God is such a good, gracious God. I know that um, I'm in need of this, and I know that God is going to provide. I don't know when God is going to provide, but then when it does happen, we are so ecstatic, and we are so happy about it happening that we're like, I knew God was going to provide. I knew this, and I knew that, and it was just, it feels great. Also, guys, I'm really sorry about the noise. I'm outside and there seems to be a lot of planes passing by today. Um, and then the third one is optimism makes you try harder and leads to success. And I think this one is a very key um, element because when you're optimistic, you think that it is going to work out that like, for instance, a business person, when they have an idea for a business business. They go out, they do their research, they do what they need to do, but they never lose focus on that thing if they're passionate about it, if they're optimistic about their outcomes, because they know that regardless of whether or not they get a fail, that they're going to get up and try something different to get the same result in order to get what they want, because they have the drive for it. And eventually it'll lead them to success because he tries a different outcome or she tries a different method and they still get what they need. They still get the business up and running. They learn from their mistakes and they keep going. But pessimistic people will just give up. They'll think, no, it's not meant to be. That's it. I've tried everything that I could try. When in reality, an optimistic person tries Backwards, forwards, left, right, up and down answers that pessimistic people may not have even thought of because they were thinking that the outcome was never going to happen. And the reason why pessimistic people aren't able to achieve their destiny is because they think that they cannot overcome things that they have to face between now and possessing their promise. But you're never gonna make it up a mountain if you don't think that you're able to climb. I'ma quote Miley Cyrus really quick. It's about the climb. There's you're never gonna be able to go through it. You have to go over it, and and you'll miss the view. You'll you'll forget what it's like to breathe again. Because at the top of like when you're climbing a mountain, the air gets thinner. And then you get to the top of the mountain and the air is the thinnest. But then when you figure, finally get down to the bottom of the mountain on the other side where you want it to be, you remember what it's like to have lo- like breath flow back into your lungs. And you're able to admire everything that you're capable of. And of course, that's not going to be easy. Of course, nobody wants to go up a mountain and and have the air be thinner in order to go back down and breathe again. But but nothing worth having is easy. This may sound a little harsh, but this includes women. It includes jobs. And when I say it includes women, women that are easy to get don't know their value. When you want Like, if a man wants a woman, and he really wants her, and she's hard to get, it's because she knows her value. And she wants that man to be like, these are my standards. This is how I need you to treat me, because I'm not going to settle for anything less. And I'll treat you with the same respect. But women that are easy to get, women that just go out and they do whatever they want, and they let guys treat them however they want because they don't know any better, don't know their worth. And if a woman doesn't know her worth, how is she going to treat a man any valuable? The same thing with a job. If a job is too easy to get, it's most likely a job that you're not going to like. Or a job that nobody likes. And God's going to be there for you for the things that are not easy but worth it but you have to make the choices in order to get there something my mom does that i really like um is that every time that she gets into her car before she starts driving she does a cross over her forehead and she quotes i am loved i am blessed i am highly favored and i think that that's so beautiful Because you can get through your day as long as these three things are what you remember that God has provided for you. That you are loved. No matter who comes against you, you are loved. You are blessed. No matter what circumstance you feel is stopping you, you are blessed. You're going to get through it. And you are highly favored. You have the blood of the king of kings running through your veins. That's something that nobody could take away from you. That's something that God has provided to you for a reason. For you to know everything that He has provided to you. You are loved as a daughter and as a son, no matter who says you aren't. You are blessed. You are going to get what you need. Sometimes, even what you want, which you didn't even know you needed. And you are highly favored. You were put above every circumstance that has told you that you were only going to stay below. In Proverbs 17.22, it says, A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up bones. At the start of your day, reset your mind on victory purposefully through the promises that God has given you. Because a crushed spirit dries up bones. How can you stand if your bones are dried up? And when you speak positively, you are prophesying success, you are telling yourself that this is exactly what's going to happen. And life and death is in the power of the tongue. So if you say that, that you're not and that you can't, you never will be. Because thinking negatively will ruin your chances of success. Be purposeful about it. Check and ask, where did this thought come from? Take a moment and really think, where do your thoughts usually come from? Do your thoughts make you feel unsettled? Do you feel at peace when you think about these things? Something that I thought of um, was, am I feeling at peace because I'm confirming what I already think or because I'm confirming what God has told me? And you may like where you're going, you know, about where you're... I'm sorry, go ahead. Um... You may like where you're going, but hate the destination is what I'm trying to say. You may like the journey and you may think that it's really fun that, that you're getting to hang out with your friends and you're getting to drink and, and you're getting to do this and you're getting to, the, to do that. But at the end of the night, when you're throwing up and you're just not feeling the greatest and you realize what you've done, you hate it. And this was brought to me by Stephen Furtick. Like you may like the ride down to Miami, being all fun with the songs in the car and talking about it and the anticipation of it and then you get there and you realize it's a bunch of people in a crowded place and they they're all just trying to hit you for some reason because they're all angry and drunk is this thought leading you into your calling because when you drive when you dive into a thought that isn't from God you diverge from his path for you the same thing goes with the the, like where you're going but hate the destination. You may think that this thought when you go into it is a good thing and that you're having fun with it but then is it bringing you closer to God or further from God? And I'm going to be honest. That's why there's so many girls with daddy issues. I'm one of them. Because men think that Oh yeah, this is gonna work out for me. I'm just gonna have a one night stand, whatever, whatever. And then she gets pregnant and he's like, I wasn't ready for that. And then they leave. And that's why there's so many women who grow up not knowing their worth, because the father wasn't there to tell them what their worth was. And by that, by the father not being there to tell them what the worth was, not being there makes them feel like they weren't worth anything. And then the cycle continues. That's why you end up in places that you hate, because instead you listen to a thought that wasn't from God. You listen to the, it's okay, it doesn't count. Like for me, I have had a lot of sexual encounters that ended me up in a really bad place. Of course I felt good in the moment. I was like, yeah, I get this, and I get that, and (laughs) ha, ha, it feels great. But then afterward, I'm like, okay, so now I'm connected to this person. I really like this person. This person has no feelings for me, doesn't give a damn about how I'm doing. Um, I have all these people that keep talking crap about me because this person said this about me. And it's just, it's not a good place to be. And the next thing that you really have to take into account and ask yourself is how many things are you telling yourself that you can't do for me it's i can't wake up in the morning and then i end up sleeping like six hours more than i was supposed to which is really bad how many things are you telling yourself that you can't do I'm going to move on um, with that one and ask you guys something that I've I've done personally. is: Have you ever been in a good mood because something seemed possible and then somebody said something that was negative and you tried to combat their points, but then you started thinking about it and you changed your mood and, and everything you thought that you were excited about, you just weren't anymore? I did this once. In a summer, I was spending some time with my aunt and my two cousins. And one of my cousins had to go to summer school. And I don't know why. I mean, I thought about it and I was like, no, it's not a good idea. And then I said it anyway. And they were talking about how exciting it was going to be. And then I said, but what if she gets bullied? And of course, she started breaking out in tears right then and there because she was worried that she was going to get bullied. And every positive thing that happened before that, every positive outcome that could have happened that they were talking about completely went out the window because all she kept thinking about was, what if I'm going to get bullied? And that was on me. You know, that one negative thing that I said overtook her entire mindset so much that she forgot all the positive things that could have happened. So my next question to think about is who told you that you couldn't? For me, a lot of my family told me that I couldn't. My brother told me that I couldn't. My sister told me I couldn't. The aunt that I spent the summer with consistently told me that I wasn't good enough or that I couldn't. It was just... It was all these things... That added up to me having a pessimistic mindset until one day I decided that I was going to stop we have to combat back with, of negative thoughts with power thoughts that's what T.D. Jake says combat with power thoughts the I can I will, I'm going to the God is with me, God is for me All those things to combat the negative emotions, the negative um, thoughts, the negative connotations. Because it's good to seek out what may or may not happen. Because completely blinding yourself from things that could happen in business could be really bad. And the same thing with life. If you don't think that bad things can happen... That's different than hoping that good things happen. Like, you have to be aware that bad things can happen, but not to let that overthrow your mindset to the point where you don't think good things can happen. And the thing is that we don't fight against flesh and blood, we fight against spirits. So, what spirits are we listening to? What are we catching? When you listen to this podcast, do you, do you just listen because you want to say that you're listening and that that you're really going into God's word, or are you actually applying it to your life to make some changes? How you think, how you think, will turn into how you speak, and how you speak eventually turns into how you act. And then how you act turns into how you treat others. In Proverbs 4.23, it says that the way that you act is important. Be careful what you think because your thoughts will run your life. Because your thoughts will run your life. When you collect the thoughts of whoever is hanging around you, that's how you act. If that person is always thinking about their next hookup, that's all you're gonna think about. If that person is always thinking about how to help somebody else, that's all you're gonna think about. When I hung out with my friends, um, Chris and Angel, they consistently they like consistently talk about cars and women and buying clothes and stuff. And they're always cursing. And I had tried for a a long time. I have been and I am trying to stop cursing. And when I was with them, it's like it kind of just slips out. And I was only with them for a couple of hours. So imagine when you hang out with somebody for extended periods of time. I don't know, maybe for an hour, two hours, three hours, four hours, ten hours a day. However long it may be. Whether that be texting that person, hanging around that person physically, video chatting that person. However they speak and whatever they think is the exact same way that you're going to think. And the same thought that you run to that makes you think you're safe could be the same thought that you, is used to trap you. This thought can be called a dominant thought. For me, it's I'm lazy. I'm not motivated enough. For most pessimists, it's this isn't going to last. But when you think about that, you don't enjoy what's right in front of you. You suffocate it until it no longer exists. So, what is your dominant thought? Is your dominant thought, I'm going to get through this? Is it God's going to help me? I am blessed, I am loved, and I am highly favored? Or is it something negative? I'm going to read through a, a few um, passages. And it's Matthew fifteen eleven. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a person. Proverbs 23, 7 says, As a person thinks, so is he in his heart. Are you sad? Is the reason why you think so negatively about yourself because your heart isn't in the right place. And if it's not in the right place, create a prayer that says, God, allow me to have a heart like yours. God, my heart hurts. Please help me. I know I've had to do this so many times, I've lost count. Lamentations three twenty one says This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. And I think hope is the most powerful thing. Faith is powerful. Faith creates hope. When you have hope and you don't give up hope, you start to believe that things are possible. You believe that people can be saved. You believe that the earth is made for a reason, that you were made for a reason. And when you believe things so powerfully, they become true. And that's really important. So have hope. Have faith. I remember talking to a friend of mine on a video call. And it made me remember a conversation between me and my ex. And he asked me, that if there was scientific proof, like 100% scientific proof that God did not exist, would I still believe in him? And I wish I had come up with this answer on the spot, but I didn't. And I just told them that I would still believe in him. And the reason that I would is because I'd rather believe in something that doesn't exist for one lifetime than to regret it and miss out on something so amazing For the rest of eternity. And even when the world says there's scientific proof that God doesn't exist, I'm still going to believe because science gets debunked all the time. All the time. And God allowed for science to exist. So maybe the one thing that he's trying to do is create scientific proof that he doesn't exist to see how many of his people will be like i've experienced this i know that he's real and he's just asking who will we listen to the 10 million people who shout at us and tell us that god hasn't um existed or that god doesn't exist or the god who's shown up to prove himself the entire time God who has blessed us when we didn't even think that blessing was possible. When the money showed into our account when we didn't know that we didn't have enough to pay our bills. When the person that we thought was going to hurt themselves didn't because we spoke life into them in a moment that God told us, hey, this person's on your heart, talk to them. And the last thing that I really think brings a person into a positive mindset is being thankful for things that aren't good at the time will change you, change the way that you think about good and bad. Let me explain. So when you say, thank you, God, for providing for me this far, and you don't have any food in your house you're being thankful for the fact that God has already blessed you and you know he's gonna bless you again when you say thank you God that I didn't die but you had cancer and I know that sounds like in a really extreme example but when you praise God for the fact that you didn't die and you had cancer instead of thinking God I had cancer why I hate this. I hate that I have to take pills. I hate that I have to keep going to the hospital. Instead, say thank you, God, for the life that you breathed into my lungs. Thank you, God, for the fact that I can still stand. Thank you, God, for the fact that words still come out of my mouth. Thank you, God, for the hair on my head. Thank you, God, for everything that you've provided for me. Thank God for the fact that your next days are going to be better than today. Thank God for the fact that you woke up in the morning. Every time I wake up, I'm like, thank you, God, for waking me up. Because we don't necessarily jump out of our beds because grace opens up our eyes in the morning. We've just become used to having God keep us alive. When in fact, every single day is a gift. Every single day is a gift. And that means that every single day that you wake up, you are a gift to the world and I really pray that, that with this message we understand how important it is to combat negative thoughts with powerful ones with God ones how hard it can be to, to change our hearts but how important it is in order for us to be more positive and more loving people in Christ Because when we aren't positive about ourselves, we can't be positive about anybody else. And then how are we supposed to show the love of God when we don't have love enough for ourselves? When we don't think things are going to work out for ourselves, how are we going to be able to think things are going to work out for somebody else? If we think that we're constantly tired but God holds us up and God's going to get us through. And we keep speaking tiredness over ourselves. How are we actually supposed to allow God to help us through? Let us be thankful for the time that we have, for the blessings that we've gotten, for the blessings that we will get. And I pray, Lord, that with every ounce of our beings we try that with every time something negative comes into our minds or when something negative comes out of a mouth of a person that we hang out with that we combat with power thoughts straight away because we know that at the end of the day the enemy cannot succeed in, in, in planting seeds in our minds of doubt and of anger and of disappointment when we are uprooting them with positivity and love and encouragement. Lord, I pray with every day that passes, it is a new day for us to regenerate in who you are, to start our day with who you are, who you have us to become, and to forget about all the past mistakes that we've made. And to not hold on to them, but to move forward. Thank you, God, for each day as a gift. And I pray, Lord, that we get excited to unwrap that gift every single time we wake up, to see what you have planned for us, to see how much we grow, to be thankful for every second that you're standing with us and to remember that we are powerful beings that we are princesses and, and, and princes and kings and queens of the almighty God and that the enemy will not be able to push his negative quota on us Lord because you are powerful And our minds are powerful. And you have given us that. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. I love you so much. And God loves you. Bye-bye.